welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm your host, Elise, and welcome to episode 48. We're in my living room, as usual, windows open, don't mind the sirens. I say it's your host, Elise, like as if it's going to be anybody else on the Elise DeLucci Show. I still have friends that are like, can I come on? And you know what? I I, I am just going to do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. As much as I love to talk to you myself, because I do, and hence that's why we're already on episode 48, but... I got to have some of my funny friends on. Just comics. Just shoot the breeze. I think that what I'll do is I'll just throw out a topic and we'll just talk about it. Preferably a dating topic. Like, well, I'll save it for after. Let me tell you the fact of the day. Okay? The fact of the day today is going to make you disgusted. So... Earmuffs, if you don't want to be disgusted, but New York City's water, you know, everybody talks about New York City water is delicious, it has fluoride in it, the tap water is delicious, well, guess what? It also contains tiny little mini, tiny, tiny shrimp called copods. I know, I'm as disgusted as you are. Copods are microscopic crustaceans. They're not harmful. They are used to clear the water brace yourself, of mosquito larvae. As we talked about last week, mosquitoes are the deadliest thing on the planet, apparently. But copods, they're, they're very small. They're, they're one to two millimeters long, so they're tiny. They're transparent. There's, they pose no risk to human health. Um, and you can find them in fresh water and salt water. And for whatever reason, they're in New York City tap water. So there you have it. There's shrimp in the water. Wow, I wonder why it tastes so delicious. <laughs> it's like a full-on poo-poo platter. You want to know what? How disgusted that makes me. This, you know, I'm a, I, I just found this out today. Don't ask me how. I was just looking up things, and uh, I was in a meeting that I really didn't need to be in, and I was just like, let me start Googling something. And next thing I know, I'm in a black hole of Google. Don't act like we all haven't been there. We're all there, like, probably every day. And... I'm like, there's shrimp in the water. Like, I couldn't, I I immediately went to other websites and was Googling the best water filters, like, on the planet. How, I mean, how am I going to live? How, I can't, I, I, I mean, please. And I know. It's like, oh, come on, Elise, relax with the histrionics, with the dramatic. But, but really, shrimp in the water. Copods. Look it up. C-O-P-E-P-O-D-S. So how are you? How are you Good. You know what? My boyfriend dropped a bomb on me the other day. He told me that he loves Classico's sweet basil jarred sauce. I didn't even know what to say to him. Jarred sauce. I said, jarred sauce. That's great. You know, I said, in an emergency, I will make a jarred sauce. I will, I will, I'll use a jarred sauce. There's only, but there's only one that I use. Do you do this? Do you have a jarred sauce that you like? There's, First of all, I didn't grow up having jarred sauce. I didn't even know what jarred sauce was until I was an adult and I lived in Manhattan and I saw it in random people's fridge, mostly men. But I did try this one sauce one time. It, the brand is Victoria. And they make the most delicious vodka sauce. They make the most delicious vodka sauce. And it's in a jar. It happens to be in a jar. And... um. And I bought, I saw sometimes I buy it and I keep a jar of it in the pantry because if it's one of those nights where I'm working late or I have a babysitter and I just need to get something on the table for the kids, you know what? That will suffice. And that's fine. There's no shame in it. Sometimes I make pizza. Well, not sometimes I make pizza. I always make pizza, but I will use that for the pizza because you just need like a couple of tablespoons of sauce for a pizza. 
And I'll just, you know, put it on, you know, do it on the pizza. And then I put the, the top back on and I put the glass container of sauce in the fridge and it lasts for a long time. Now, this is my single mom modern parenting thing. But when I was married and there was two people living here, I would never have used a jarred sauce. I made all my own sauce and I still make my own sauce and I keep it in the freezer. But this is an alternative and I think it's delicious. But classico. I said to him, I said, really? He's Italian too. I said, you like classico sauce? Cla- like I, why don't I just tell you that I keep a jar of ragu in the, in the pantry? Now tell me what you think, okay? He's like, no, you don't understand. It's sweet basil. The, the, the type of sauce, it's a sweet basil sauce. That's what it's called, at least. Classico sweet basil. It's delicious. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do a taste test one day. I'm like, here we go. Here, This is the guy who's in every business. You know, I ask, I say one thing to him. and go, I'm in the business. Anything I say to him, he's in a business. I, How many businesses are you in, guy? He's like, we're going to do a taste test. I'm like, okay, what's the taste test? Yeah, He's like, I'm going to get the sauce and I'm going to put it on some macaroni, and then I'm going to get, like, your sauce. I'm not going to put it in another, you know, a macaroni. You're not going to be able to taste the difference. I'm like, are you crazy? I know you're crazy right now. I know you're crazy. Of course I'm going to be able to taste the difference. I'm like a bloodhound. Of co- Are you kidding me? Of course. Of course. Now. What he failed to mention is if maybe he doctored up the fake sauce with like, I don't know, some Parmesan cheese or maybe like he, I don't know, had um, parboiled tomato or something and pureed it quick and added some fresh basil to his sauce, then then I'd probably be thrown off, to be honest. But of course, and just like you, you would be able to tell too. Anyway, that's that. My kid's school's closed for another 10 days. That's a delight. It's not closed like as in winter break. It's closed as in shutdown. I've had it. I mean, like you, I have also had it. I mean, I, I, I swear to God, some, some days Sunday I wake up and I'm like, oh, the kid's going to school. That's great. Other days I wake up and I'm in sheer terror and fear. Are they going to go to school? Are they going to be homeschooled? And you know what? It's like, it's so hard because my um, my ex and I, we're doing every other week now because of the pandemic, right? And so one week, they're with him. And then the next week they're with me. And I don't like the schedule because, mm, excuse me, I had to take a sip of my seltzer. If you are divorced, then you know, not seeing your kids for an entire week, it's like terrible. It's painful. We used to do two nights, two nights, two nights with me, two nights with him and every other weekend. But now because of this shit, we're doing every other week. And, um, and the weeks that I, and I go into the office every other week. And the week that I work from home, the kids are usually home with me. So, and then the weeks that I go into the office, they stay with him. And, um, that's because it's just really difficult for me, like, because of commuting, blah, 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 whatever, doing the homeschool. And they're not in school five days a week. So, you know, on a week like today, like this week, and a week like this week when their school is shut down, I'm working from home and they are also doing school from home five days a week as opposed to the two or three days a week that they would be attending in-person classes. And it is so, uh, it's just so hard. Honestly, I just feel like a shell of myself. I don't know who I am anymore. I, I, I can't take it. I literally can't take it. It's so just fucked up. But what do you do? I mean, yes, there's cases of COVID in the school, so they have to close. I get it. The stress on the parents. I talked about it, I think, a couple weeks ago. 
the New York Times article. If you haven't read it, you got to read it. It said, mothers are in crisis. America, are you listening? You know, employers, are you listening? I just can't even focus. But the best is like, and I probably said this before. I mean, I I hear it on other podcasts or my girlfriends are always talking about it. Some of the, the things are like, I, I mean, you know, we're doing whatever we can for the kids, but we also have to do whatever we can for the parents too, right? I mean, the, the teacher sent home, uh, an assignment the other day, and it was like, it's the 100 days of school coming up, the 100th day of school, so we want you to do a 100-day of school project with your kid. And I'm just like, are you effing kidding me? You want me to sit there and count out 100 beans, 100 macaronis, 100 buttons, and let them make a collage like, because it's the 100th day of school, well, well, you just shut down the school again for another 10 days? Uh, no. How about we celebrate the 100 days of school? Well, how about a 100 days of school drinking game for mommy and daddy? Uh, really? But, of course, I'm doing the project with them. Of course, I'm going to do this 100th, 100th day of school project. They're all excited. Just what I want to do in my spare time is exactly what I want to do. Aren't you? I'm sure you totally agree, right? You listening... Do you have this 100th days of school? This is exactly what you want to do. I want to work all day, do homeschooling, cook dinner, clean up, clean the kitchen, give them baths, wash the hair, blow out the hair because, you know, it's winter, do cookies and milk and sit on the couch and watch a show. And then while they will go to sleep, I want to go... I want to go into the the, the the shit drawer, the junk drawer, and I want to go pick out 100 things, a whole pile of things, and put them on the table to make more piles of crap around here and then have them count out a hundred because I'm not counting to a hundred. I'm sorry. By the time this, this whole fiesta happens, I'm dead to the world. It's a good thing. I'm, it's a good, it's a good thing. I'm actually getting the stuff out of the drawer for them. Oh, and listen, and they'll be over the moon and they'll be excited to do the project, little art project, but really, really listen, my kids might have 80 things on this paper. They might have 120. I don't give a shit. I literally don't care. I can't even believe that they were even getting homework. I told my mother, she said, because my ex, he says, he's like, Elise, our younger daughter, you know, you're not doing the homework with her. I said, I, I'm doing, what do you mean I'm not doing the homework? I didn't even know she had homework. You know why I don't know why she has homework? Because it's like the school classes are listed in the Google school calendar. And then she has a school Gmail account. Then she has a personal email account. I can't keep up with it. I literally, I am I don't care if I sound like a, a mother, like that's a train wreck. I don't care. I'm the first to admit it. I can't keep up with it. And I have to make a choice. It's either keep up with that or not keep up with my job and get fired and then not be able to pay my bills and put a roof over their heads and put food on the table. Okay? So, you know what? Whatever. So This is the lesser of two evils. I do the school. I do fun projects. I'm doing 100th day of school project. But do I remember to do the homework all the time? No, I don't. Because sometimes I'm on conference calls till late at night. I can't take it. I know. I'm talking to the choir. I know you agree. I just needed to get that out. Why aren't Chinese restaurants giving out noodles anymore? I mean, really? Honestly, don't you remember the good old days of going to a Chinese restaurant? They give you the wooden bowl on the table with the noodles, like the greasy ones, the thick ones, you know, the ones that are like a couple inches thick, wide, not thick, wide, wide, you know, instead of like the, some of the places that do give noodles, they give these like little, like straggly ones, they look like little pieces of like, I don't know, rotini shaped macaroni, but I miss Chinese restaurants with the noodles and the duck sauce on the side, why don't they give them anymore, I order from Chinese restaurant, right, 
Wajil, delicious, delicious restaurant on the Upper East Side. Um, it's like a Szechuan. I used to love Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven, but they closed down. And I, I honestly, I wore black for a month. I can't even talk about it. They made the most delicious spare ribs at Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven. You could go in there any night of the week. You, you get the most delicious, well-done spare ribs. They were like butter. I mean, sometimes you'd go in there, you'd see Woody Allen, you'd see Alec Baldwin. It was a real, like, it wasn't... It wasn't a place to see and be seen. It was just freaking good Chinese food. Nancy lived in New Jersey. She owned, she was this fabulous Chinese lady, and she used to throw these really elaborate uh, New Year's Eve parties. I mean, she was just great. Well, she wound up, I don't know, getting tired of the business. And so she closed it down, and she moved back home to New Jersey. She sold it. So Pig Heaven still exists on the Upper East Side, but it's not Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven. And what do you think Nancy Lee did when she left Pig Heaven? She took her spare rib recipe with her. I was devastated. Do you know, for the rest of my life, I am going to be trying to find Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven delicious spare rib recipe. It's not anywhere to be found. I actually do have a memo on my notes in my iPhone to um, find Nancy Lee on Facebook and email her and ask her if she can give it to me because I'll because I I have never had spare ribs ribs I've never had anything so delicious in my life. She she actually ruined my life when she closed her restaurant, but that's beside the point. Anyway, tangent over. Wajil is my second favorite runner-up restaurant on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and it's delicious, and they have also delicious food. So I don't usually get delivery, and they don't get delivery at all in the pandemic, but I was dying the other day. So I order I order spare ribs. You can't even compare them to Nancy Lee's. And um, I was so disappointed. You know, the fortune cookies came. The fortune was good. But no, no noodles. No noodles. I called them up. I said, you know... You know, I know I didn't I didn't specify noodles like in the notes field of my seamless order, but do you think like next time you could put noodles in or something? They said, oh, we don't do noodle. I said, what do you mean you don't do noodle? What does that mean? No, we don't do them. And with the duck sauce? No, no. Please, please bring bring the noodles back. Someone bring the Chinese. I think I have to just find, you know what I think I need to do? I need to find like a just a cheap Chinese greasy spoon sort of takeout place, which I would love to have, by the way. They just don't exist that much anymore around because the rent's so damn expensive. But I know that those places I could count on for the noodles. And if you do live in Manhattan and you do know one of them, let me know. I need to know. I need to know. Speaking of restaurants and and food, can you tell I'm on a diet? I'm sure. Because you know what? When I'm on a diet, all I want to do is talk about food, think about food, eat food, Talk about restaurants that closed, my favorite things at restaurants that nobody will ever be able to have. It's 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 a real problem, okay? But on that note, <laughs> someone on TikTok, someone that lives in Manhattan, says to me, Oh my god, Elise, you gotta go to Esposito's uh, meat market in uh, Hell's Kitchen. And I'm like, you know, okay. This is they mentioned it one time. And I read all the comments and I try to write back as much as I can. And I'm just thinking, whatever. Then a few times, you know, then then maybe, I don't know, a few posts later, a few food posts later, same person. And I don't know if this is a guy, it's a girl, I don't know if it's the owner, I don't know what. But they're like, did you go to Esposito's uh, Butcher on, uh, in Hell's Kitchen? And I was like, no, no, not yet, I'm going to go. And, you know, I, I really have been meaning to go. But I didn't. And I kind of forgot about it. Let me tell you something. Today, I was driving downtown, okay? I had to run an errand. And I... I drove by this store so fast, I actually had to pull over. I had to pull over 
I'd, I'd pull over, put money in the meter, and walk up to the store. I couldn't go in because I never had a lot of time because I had to run an errand. And this was it. It was Esposito's Meat Market. It's on 9th Avenue in the 40s. 500 9th Avenue is the address I wrote down. I don't know the cross street. Maybe it's like 47th. It was a, it's a no frills butcher. Okay. It's a no frills butcher. I did look them up when the person told me they've been in business since the thirties or whatever. First of all, honestly, apparently they make the most delicious old school classic meat stuff. When I say make, I mean like they make sauce, they make their own sausage and that kind of stuff. Apparently the way that they slice meat is delicious. Um, it's not crazy expensive. Oh, oh, I'm, I was looking in the window. I, they had the prices in the window. The prices seemed right. The place looked, the place looked just old school enough that like, a, like I know I'm going to be going there all the time. If you're ever in New York, check it out. Esposito Meat Market. I cannot wait to go back. In fact, my babysitter is coming one day this week and I'm totally, I'm totally going to tell her I have to go out and run an errand because this is very, very important. I'm assuming that they're Italian, given their name. I went to their website. They have a website, Esposito Meat Market. And just you go to the website. It looks like it looks like a meat fest. By the way, this is coming from me, who used to be a vegetarian years ago. But, you know, like things change. But anyway, um, thank you to whoever. If you're listening, if you were the one that suggested that store, thank you. Because it really does look like a dream. And I cannot wait to go back. And my ex-husband is... Likes that kind of stuff too, like the butchers, the old school butchers. I'm going to tell him about it because he's going to love this. He's going to love it. I miss the Golden Globes. Did you watch them? I'm so upset. I don't even know how I miss them. I, I, I love, I love watching those shows. I love watching those shows, but you want to know what? I'm happy to know the winners. Okay. Some of the winners, best television drama series, the crown. Amazing. If you haven't watched it, you got to watch it. The best TV series, Shit's Creek. I'm trying. I'm like really trying to get into that. And the best um, anthology series, uh, you know, or some some like I don't know, some short TV show was The Queen's Gambit about the girl who who becomes a chess master. Also, we talked about a few weeks ago. Oh my God, those are three. Those are three such good shows. Three great shows: Shit's Creek, Queen's Gambit, and The Crown. Oh, mwah. Chef's Kiss, fabulous. Fabulous. I was looking at some of the fashions with the, the fashions. What am I, 90? I was looking at some of the fashions. Really, just they never disappoint. Although Rosamund Pike, did you see her? Rosamund Pike, the actress. I mean, she had this like big giant red tulle dress on. It looked like she looked like the ShopRite Can-Can girl. It wasn't even long. And, and she had like a pair of combat boots on and maybe like black ankle socks. Look her up. Rosamund Pike. The dress looked like a, the ShopRite Can-Can girl. The commercials from 1992 slash the leg lamp from that Christmas movie that the name is escaping me slash like I don't know, one of Barbara Streisand's hats from Hello, Dolly. It was horrific. What are you thinking? You know who did look gorgeous? Regina King. Regina King in Louis Vuitton. Oh, my God. Black and silver dress. So beautiful. And she's so, so, so classy. I love her. Yeah, so many, so many good. If you go on, uh, I was looking today. I have it open right now. On Vogue, the Golden Globes, the best dressed. Mm. Never, they don't disappoint. 
And this year particularly, I'm upset. I'm really upset that I missed it because I, I feel like we need all that kind of eye candy, all the eye candy we can get. Amanda Seyfried wore Oscar de la Renta. I have it open right now. It's a cantaloupe colored, beautiful gown with a small train and a big, uh, a big off the shoulder sort of drapey floral, I don't know, boa thing. Just stunning, stunning. Wouldn't you love to go there? Oh, I just love it. I don't even know what I'd wear. Oh God, I can't even think about stuff like that. You know why? Because I haven't even been. I haven't even been. I haven't been anywhere. I actually let me tell you something. I actually did a show. I did a show last week in New Jersey, um, at a bar. I I wasn't gonna do it, but I need to get out. I need to. I just need to start getting out. But. It was like, it wasn't a super spreader event, but there was a ton of people in the bar. I mean, everybody had masks on. I don't want to say, it wasn't really socially distant. I don't know. I, I, I went, I did it. It was fun. I had a great time, but am I going to do it again? Uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, it was at some dive. And listen, if you want to, I, I don't even post these things when I go to go do these kind of shows, but if you want to come out, um, you know, I don't know stand in the parking lot or watch or something, be socially distant, then, then I, I'm happy to tell you. I don't know how much more I'm going to be doing that of them, though, until I get the vaccine and everybody else gets the vaccine. I go. I went right up to the mic with a big hand sanitizer spray. I didn't give a shit. I went up to the mic with a hand sanitizer spray. I had a little shower cap mic cover to put on top of the microphone. I was just short of wearing a rubber gloves up there because, I mean, really, I don't want to die. I have two girls. I don't need to be dying anytime soon. God, I haven't had a Netflix special yet. Please, what are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not, but you know. Do you know Sebastian Maniscalco? I, you know, of course you do. He's hilarious. He walks around. Every famous person he meets, he walks around and he asks them if they met Sinatra. And it made me laugh when my friend told me that he's like, yeah, did you know that, that uh, Sebastian does what you do about Sinatra? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I said, I don't go around asking people if they've met Sinatra. He goes, no, but you go around asking them if they've met Barbara. That's true. I, if I meet celebrity people, which I'm not really, they don't really have an effect on me because, I don't know, I've been around a lot of celebrities, I feel like. I worked at MTV a thousand years ago on a show. I also um, interned at uh, Regis and uh, Kelly, and there was a ton. It was like, I think it was like her first year or something. And there was a ton of, obviously, celebrities coming in there. Ah, just They're just regular people, right? But if I do meet a celeb that I think might have met Barbara Streisand, I do ask them. I do. I, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I don't come across many people that have met her. I'm still waiting. See, I know that if I ran into Woody Allen at Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven, I know that he's met Barbara Streisand, but, you know. He's in so much hot water, by the way. He's in so much hot water. I'm a big fan of the movie, his his movies, and, and I read his, his biography, but I, I, I can't even think about it. Why the hell is somebody stealing Lady Gaga's dogs? And what a lunatic, what a lunatic gunning down, gunning down her dog walker. You're shooting the dog walker. Why? I, what, what makes them, what makes you, what makes you want these dogs so bad? Is that how obsessed with celebrities we are that you want Lady Gaga's dog so bad? Why do you, her French bulldogs, her three, why? Someone says to me, well, at least the reason why they, they, they were stolen is because they're, they're valuable and they're in demand. The, the old French bulldogs, they sell anywhere from $1,500 to $3,000. I said, 
I said, look, I said, I don't know the details of this story, okay, because I'm too busy homeschooling my kids and trying to maintain a diet over here. I said, but do you really think that people stole her dogs because they're worth $1,503,000, whatever the hell millions of dollars dogs these are? No, people probably stole the people, the lunatic that's this maniac that stole it, the lunatic maniac that stole it, stole them. Was he was probably some psycho, probably wanted to get close to Gaga. I mean, really. But apparently, French bulldogs, they, they, it is be, being stolen is a thing because they're they apparently they're high in demand. But can you imagine the guy? What's his name? Fisher, her dog walker. He there he is walking the dogs. Just what? Just out taking a couple, taking not a couple, a few pooches for a stroll in Hollywood. And all of a sudden, someone gets out of a white sedan and, and approach him with a semi-automatic handgun. Can you imagine then the, the, the maniacs, they drive, they drive away with two of the pop stars' uh, dogs. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This poor guy is in the hospital. They shot him four, four times. Four times. So anyway, the Gogs, as I like to call her, she, she had a $500,000 reward. I'm sure you know that. Up $500,000. Return my dog. You get $500,000. Um, and, uh, and then someone obviously returned the dogs. I think a couple days ago. How about Gaga? You give the, your dog walk a 500 grand. Okay. I'm not saying that it's your, it's not your fault. It's terrible. It's sad. And my heart goes out to you. And the fact of someone stealing your dog babies is horrific, but and you want, of course you want them to, you want, you need them back. They're, they're like, they're fur children. You need your dog babies back. And if you could afford to give somebody $500,000 to make those doggies come home, you do so. But why don't you give 500 grand to the poor schlep that had to take the bullet for your few dogs? You know what I'm saying? Ryan Fisher. I'm sure Gaga is doing the right thing and paying for your hospital care, but really, I'd quit. I'd be like, Gaga, can you give me a half a smooth half a mil? I'm going to buy a house in Naples, Florida. I'm calling it a day. I'm retiring from the walking business. That's exactly what I would say. I'd be done. I'd be done. I'd rather say, would you like fries with that for a living, you know? <laughs> My God. I really think I am going crazy, though, with this dieting thing. My product of the day, product of the week, whatever the hell it is, I don't know if I did this last week. And I should know. I don't know if I did. But if I, if I already said this last week, I apologize. I do my Costco order and I get it delivered and the Costco pesto sauce is delicious. It's a cult product at Costco, the Kirkland brand. I I just had it the other day. Let me tell you. So I might have, and I apologize if I said this a couple of weeks ago, but because um, that's when I ordered it and I was probably excited. I took a spoonful, you know, of course I needed a spoonful. But um, the, it, I love, I make pesto all the time. I make pesto, whatever. But the basil, every time I've been getting basil, it's been wilted or whatever. I think the delivery situation is just not good with the in my neighborhood. Um, and, I, and you know, I don't always do enough online orders of produce to be able to get the basil and like that. Um, so I someone says, get, oh, try the Kirkland uh, brand pesto from Costco. It's a big, huge thing. Just try it. I said, okay. And my girls, they love pesto. They, they love it. And anytime I, it's so, and you know, the babysitter likes to give it to them. So whatever. I, uh, so I got the big thing. It's good. It's really good. I mean, it's not homemade, but it's good. I, I just had it, um, tonight. I took a little bit. 
I put it on a piece of salmon. I had a piece of salmon in the freezer. I defrosted the salmon. I just took a spoonful of the pesto. I, I smeared it on the salmon. I put the salmon in the oven, 375, 15 minutes. It was delicious. Pesto crusted salmon. And the, the pesto, put, I, I put it on a crostini. Obviously, I give it to the kids on pasta. I used it the other day on a piece of grilled chicken, on bread, which I wasn't supposed to have. But whatever it was, I don't know, $10 for the jar. It was to- it's totally worth it. It's huge. It's huge. And you can freeze it. And you can, you can freeze this whole thing. That's what it is. Kirkland's Pesto. Totally recommend. That's it for today's episode. Episode 48. And I'm sorry we didn't talk about some sex and, and, and relationships. Well, actually, you know what? Let me say before I go. One of my friends. I love her. I love her. And she it's hilarious. She, uh... Her and her husband were having a fun rendezvous, and they accidentally left. I think their glass dildo out. First of all, one glass dildo. What like what, what kind of sex life are you having that I I should be dying to have? Two. Can you imagine? All of a sudden, little Johnny comes home, and he's like, "Mommy, what is this on the floor?" <laughs> I I'll have to tell you the, the full story next time. But anyway, that's it for today's episode, episode forty. Thank you always for listening. I totally appreciate you. I'm working right now hard. Um, on getting some of my comic friends to come on so we could talk about sex, sex toys, scandal, and lots of taboo things. We are going to have a blast. Until next time, dolls, talk to you. Thank you. (laughs) 